This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Ryan Bruss. Thank you, Sid. Today on Messianic Vision, our special guest is James Durham. You've been on this show before. James is actually here with us in person as opposed to being on the telephone. James has served in the ministry for more than 48 years, including 13 years as a pastor and church planner. And you've actually spent 30 years as an active duty Army chaplain. I mean, the stories you have have to be endless. But uh, thank you for being with us. You're not only uh, uh, my friend, but a friend of this ministry. And and this is going to be a wonderful, wonderful interview because he is touching an area that many people are right now struggling with, the will of God, the purposes of God, the destiny that God has for you. And in your new book, James, you talk about destinies being revealed and how we can know what God's plan is for us and we don't have to live our lives. I mean, you've been in the ministry for almost 50 years and you've been following the will of God. You've been walking out your destiny. So you you have something to say when it talks about when when it comes to talking about longevity in the ministry. Just speak for a moment right off the bat um, to those people that are struggling right now with with am I in the will of God? Uh, I, I feel unworthy. I'm just struggling right now with God's destiny and purpose for my life. Well, Ryan, that's uh, one of the things I heard most in, uh, in the years that I've spent in the ministry. And I, I, I really heard it a lot in the military as well. I would have people just come up to me and just say, how can I know the will of God? How can I know if I'm doing what God plans for me? And uh, it seemed like the people just had so much doubt and concern about that, and they were not getting answers. And I don't believe the Lord wants us to live in that kind of a situation where we're struggling with something and there seem to be no answers. And so I've, I've prayed a lot about that because I got the question so many times by so many different people. And I, I believe that God really wants us to, but people uh, struggle and they feel like, well, maybe it's because I've done something wrong. Maybe uh, a mistake I made in the past, or maybe um, I've uh, failed to pray enough, or I didn't read the Bible enough. And the constant thing is they, they get into uh, self-condemnation. They get into blaming themselves. And once you get into the, that kind of a frame of mind, it's really hard to break through and realize what the Lord wants to do with you. And so I just, my heart goes out to people who are struggling with those kinds of things. I don't believe God wants us to live like that. I think when uh, Jesus died on the cross, every bit of self-condemnation, every bit of uh, self-doubt was hung on that cross, and he's already paid for that for us, and he wants to set us free to live in the joy of our time and the fullness of his plan for us. And one of the big things that you talk about even in your book is that God wants to give us eyes to see how he sees us. Absolutely. Now, that was a revelation that came, um, became much more clear and, and more recent time for me. Now, and you had a vision about came, that. What yeah, happened? came in a vision, and it totally took me by surprise. But in the vision, I, I was actually in heaven, and I was kneeling before the Lord. Sometimes you see in movies or something the way that a knight of the round table might bow before King Arthur or something like that you see in the movies. And I was positioned like that with one knee on the floor and one foot on the floor. And I was leaning over, bowing over, honoring, worshiping Jesus. And uh, I was actually wearing uh, what I call my cloak of humility. And it's really an old, uh, worn out. I think it was brown at one time, but it's hard to tell now (laughs) because it's so faded. I got this old cloak and I cover myself with that because I know that the Lord resists the proud but he lifts up the humble. And I just feel such a um, concern that when we're in the presence of the Lord, we need to be wearing a cloak of humility. And uh, that was how I was positioned. And as I continued to kneel there and worship the Lord, he, uh, he spoke to me. 
And he said, how would you like to see how I see you? And at first I was a little uh, concerned about that because those same kinds of feelings that we talked about that people express, I was feeling, what if he's going to point out some shortcoming? What if he's going to point to something in my life that I need to change because it's blocking me from relationship with him? And so I was a little hesitant, but I've learned something. If the Lord offered you something, take it. It's always intended for your good. It's never intended for your harm. So I just said, yes, Lord, I want to see how you see me. And I thought I'd probably get admonished. I'd have a lot of things to do after this. So I had no expectation of what was just about to happen. And in the vision, it was almost like I suddenly was outside of myself, watching myself kneeling on the floor. And Jesus walked around and stood beside me. And in his hand, he had a fairly long staff. And he reached down with that staff, and he began to pull the cloak of humility off of my head, down over my shoulders. When he pulled that cloak back, I was uh, in awe. I was dumbfounded. I just couldn't believe what I was seeing because what I saw under the cloak was something I had never seen before. I was in like full-body armor of one of the ancient knights who was wearing the metal suit, helmet, shoulders, everything. But the suit was made out of pure gold. It was so pure that it reflected any light in the room. And I realized that the glory of the Lord, and you know, like on the Mount of Transfiguration, when the disciples saw the glory of the Lord, it was almost as bright as the sun. And that light was reflecting off of the gold of the armor. And when he pulled it back more and more, I, I saw all of this and I thought, can this be me? Does the Lord look at me and see me this way? Wow. But he said, this is how he sees me. Wow. And as that pulled back further, I actually uh, allowed myself to get into a little bit of fear. It's always good to have the fear of the Lord. But I began to think, you know, if I see what he's trying to show me, I would be tempted to have pride. And I don't want that to happen. So I asked the Lord if he would please stop and that he would cover me again with that cloak of humility. Well, the Lord did that and covered me up again. I felt more at peace. And uh, after this was over, I didn't want to tell anyone about this vision. I didn't even tell my wife about it. And because I thought, how can you say something like that without sounding like sounding pride? potentially prideful? Yeah. yeah. I don't know any way to express it without that. But what I felt was the opposite of pride. What I felt was a deep, deep humility. Because when I saw how Jesus was seeing me, I also realized how much higher that is than where I perceive myself now. And that I've got to make some serious uh, growth in order to get to that place. And so I was very humbled by that experience. And if I remember right from your book, you actually, there, there, there was a level of regret after the, after the fact that you didn't allow him to show you more, correct? Well, the regret sort of came a little bit later. The Lord began to tell me that I needed to share that story with other people because it was not just about me. It's about them as well. And that they need to hear the story because... He wants them to have a similar experience to what I experienced. And then I began to regret how much more would he have shown exactly. me that I could share with other people. So let me ask you this, James. Uh, the people that are listening right now, uh, many of them are struggling with a feeling of unworthiness, low self-esteem, uh, maybe because of failure, weakness, the way they were brought up, whatever it is. So how... How do they begin to have the eyes to see what you saw? I mean, you had a powerful encounter, powerful vision, and you made it clear that the Lord was showing you that this is for everybody. So how do the people listening begin, just begin to uh, renew their thinking with how the Lord sees them? Well, the Lord kind of made that clear to me. One of, one of the things that I believe people really need to do is quit listening to the things that have been spoken over them that limit them. And they need to get uh, to repent and break off the things they have spoken against themselves. So the first thing people need to do is really quit saying those negative things about themselves. When you speak things, 
with your spiritual authority, you begin to speak them into being. And the more you speak negative things, the more negative things become for you. And we can change that by just changing the way we talk. But it's more than just positive attitude or positive thinking. What the Lord told me was have people to look at the promises in the, in the Word of God and to look at the things that God has already said about us in the Word and began to speak those things over us rather than the negative things that we have heard from others or have spoken over ourselves. Death and life, the Bible says, are in the power of the tongue. Yes. So uh, if we're going to use our tongue, let's use it for <laughs> life. Is Amen. that what you're saying? Absolutely. So how, how do you, we may talk a little bit uh, about this later, but how do you begin to take those, pick a scripture for us right now, James. How do you begin to take those scriptures and make it personal to the point that it becomes life to me and changes me from the inside out? Well, I especially like to uh, go to the teaching of Jesus. That's the first thing I want to do and begin to check out some of the things that Jesus has said. And uh, I, I hear Jesus saying like to Peter, you're the rock and on this rock, I'm going to build my church. Well, Peter wasn't much of a rock at that time. Jesus was really speaking right. his destiny. That's right. And uh, he had some failures coming up after that. And he had some problems after that. But the Lord equipped him, called him back, blessed him, and sent him forth again so that eventually he did become the rock upon which Jesus built the church. And uh, Jesus released that to him uh, verbally. And sometimes that's how you may get the message. But I believe that Jesus also wants to open up our spiritual eyes and our spiritual ears so we can hear what he's saying and we can see how he sees us. And it's uh, all based on the scripture. It's all already there in the word of God. And we just need to begin to say them. Like Paul said uh, uh, that uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the more I can speak those powerful promises of God over me, the more I'm free to receive what he has for me. So the very first step is just kind of renewing your mind, renewing your heart, not necessarily hearing God's voice, even though that's part of it, but renewing yourself with the very things that he's already said about you in, the, in his word and making it personal. Right. And then that that is what triggers the the life giving presence and power of God for you to walk in uh, who you really God really made you to be. I, I, because I think people um, who are uh, really caught up in those feelings, there's so much self-doubt. They don't feel worthy to even hear the voice of the Lord. But it's not about their worthiness. And that's the thing we got to break off. It's about Jesus. It's not about us. He has paid the price. He's done what is necessary. But in order to get free from that, we need to begin to speak some of those powerful, liberating things over ourselves first so that our spiritual ears can be opened and our spiritual eyes can be opened. I really feel the presence of the Lord now. I feel like people are getting touched just by listening to what you're saying here and there. It, because it, it, it gives, uh, uh, it defeats the enemy. It gives people a fresh hope that, you know, I am worthy because God said I am. I am called because God said I'm called. And the word says I'm called. And, and I love what your, what your materials teach. And not, um, uh, not only do you teach them in your book, but you activate them with a CD set, which we'll talk about in a moment. Now, you, you said at the beginning of the show that a lot of people just don't know. Okay, let's say somebody's beginning to renew their mind and renew their heart. And uh, okay. I get it now. Uh, I'm not a I'm not a slave to my past. I'm not a slave to sin, and and uh, I am called of God, and He does love me. And okay, I'm getting that. I feel I begin to feel the love of God. So how do I begin to move into my destiny uh, uh, as being maybe a next step beyond who I am in Messiah? Mm -hmm. Well, I believe that uh, the Lord really wants that to happen for us. And uh, as we open up our hearts, as we open up our spiritual eyes, and I think we have a lot to do with that. I believe that we can speak to our own spirit, that the spirit of the prophets is subject to the prophets. Our spirit is subject to us, and we can begin to speak freedom over our spirit. We can begin to break off 
word curses from our own spirit. We can begin to decree the things that are already in the word of God that have the power and authority of God behind them. And the more we can speak his word over ourselves and to realize it's really not about how worthy we are. It's not about what we've accomplished. It's not about how faithful we are. And all of these are good things, but that's not what determines what the Lord wants you to do or what he's destined you to be. It's all about what Jesus has done and how he's created us, how he has given us talents and abilities, whatever they are. Each person has his own unique destiny, their own unique purpose. And this is why you can't get it from a book or anywhere else. You need to get it directly from the Lord because he has chosen you to live in this time to accomplish a specific purpose. And we need to know what that is. And the Lord wants us to know what that is, and he's willing to release that to us. So what we really need to begin to do is to get our eyes, ears, and heart open. I think about Moses when uh, he stood on the edge of the promised land, and he talks to the people saying, you know, you've seen all the miracles. You saw the waters open, and we crossed over on dry land. You saw it when the waters came back and took away the army that pursued us. You saw God provide food. You saw with your own eyes when God sent all of these things and did miracles, when the cloud was with us, when the column of fire was with us, and yet to this very day, you do not have eyes to see, right. ears to hear, or a heart to perceive. And you see, we can have been in a place where miracles are happening, where there are signs and wonders all this time, and yet we can be like the people from that day. We may have seen those things, but we haven't appropriated those things. We haven't accepted those things in our own heart, in our own life, and we miss it. And what the Lord wants to do is to give us eyes to see, give us ears to hear, and give us a heart to perceive the things of the spiritual realm. And, and James, you teach that, uh, I mean, you're a seer, and you have heavenly encounters on a regular basis. And there's a lot of people that are listening that sort of, for lack of a better term, look up to people uh, ministers, uh, pastors, people on TV, and there seems to be a massive gulf between the, that seer, that person that's having encounters, that miracle worker, and then there's me. Mm -hmm. uh, you are, a, even though you are a seer and you do all these things, you are a firm believer that God there it never intended there be such a gulf, and that everybody can be moving. In, in, in the seeing realm, which we'll talk about in the next segment, but in the th everything that you're talking about. It's not for the elite. Absolutely not. And uh, I think that's something that the enemy has tricked us into believing and speaking. And the more you speak those things, you kind of uh, take yourself out of the picture. And you just need to quit saying that. There are no real superstars except Jesus. Amen. There are no great uh, people who have accomplished great spiritual things except Jesus. And we realize that everybody comes to Jesus with basically the same credentials. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. And only by the grace of God does he open us up to begin to move in some of those things. So you who are listening to this, you are equally qualified with anyone else who has ever walked in the anointing of God. He doesn't look for people who are fully equipped and fully capable. He looks for people who are willing. Are you open and willing to follow the Lord? If you are, he will equip you. He will gift you. He will bless you. But we've got to get away from all that self-doubt. Okay, James, you have a brand new book called Seeing the Unseen Realm. I love the subtitle, Destinies Revealed. And then you did an exclusive two-CD set, Activating the Seer Realm. And I was in there when you were recording that. It was powerful, releasing an impartation. And then along with this offer, we actually have an activation scripture card for you to continue to pray over yourself, stick it in your Bible, your purse, whatever it takes. But uh, James, tell us about your book. Because in your book, you talk about how every believer in Yeshua can begin to not only know, but walk in their true identity and purpose in the kingdom of God. Why did you write this book? I wrote the book because the Lord told me to. <laughs> right. and, good uh, reason. Is that clear? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I also uh, didn't want to tell that vision that I had, yeah. but the Lord said that I had to include it in the book. Yeah. Uh, because uh, in the same way that I felt unworthy of what I saw, 
there's so many people who will look at the book who have the same feeling, and God wants to break through that barrier that we've allowed to be built up in us so that we no longer see ourselves as we're that other guy or that other woman who doesn't have what these superstars have, but to realize that it, you know, you and Jesus make a powerful team. That's right. But it's all Jesus. So they, that's the same relationship he has with famous people and with anybody who's carrying an anointing. And you have the same helper, Jesus Christ. And you just need to, well, what the Lord kept telling me was uh, get over yourself. <laughs> there, there you go. And lighten up. That's what he told me, lighten up. Lighten up. Yeah, let some of this stuff go and just let me bring these things into being. Yes. He wants us to see. He wants us to hear. James, your book, uh, Seeing the Unseen Realm, Destinies Revealed, it really it really touched us. It really touched a place in us because we know, working here for Sid, we know uh, how many people are asking these very questions that you answer. In fact, there there's a part of your book that says you can know the will of God for your life. And you have to read the book to find out what that is exactly. We're going to touch on it in the in the third segment. But the offer, the Seeing the Unseen Realm, Destiny is Revealed, the two-CD set, Activating the Seer Realm, where he prays over you, gives you activation uh, 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 examples and how you can begin to release the Seer Realm in your own life. And then the Activation Scripture card that contains many of the scriptures that James not only uh, quotes over himself, but walks you through these same scriptures on a CD set to activate your seer gift and to walk in your destiny. James, when we come back, I want you to begin to minister to people how everybody listening, you believe everybody listening can have eyes to see in the spirit. We'll be right back. Did you know that there is an unseen heavenly realm that every believer in the Messiah is able to access? When you are able to see and hear what God has to share with you concerning His God-given destiny and purpose for your life, you will never be the same. Now James Durham wants to impart to you the seer anointing so you can access miracles, healing, supernatural provision, and the powerful gifts of the Holy Spirit. Call now and get James Durham's powerful brand new book, Seeing the Unseen Realm, Destinies Revealed, and his anointed two-part audio CD teaching, Activating the Unseen Realm, plus his Activation Scripture Card, exclusive for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9465. God wants you to break out of the images the world has placed on you. And some well-intentioned teachers who are actually in error are teaching us things that focus on our limitations and not on God's possibilities. God wants you to understand the possibilities He's created in you. Through James Durham's brand new book, you will learn how to access the unseen realm of heaven. Understand from God Himself your true identity and purpose in the kingdom. Receive an impartation to utilize the seer anointing and begin to dream prophetic dreams and see visions of the Lord. The book includes scriptures and prayers that you can declare and decree so you can activate the powerful teaching and begin to flow in the supernatural of God. Plus, you will receive James Durham's anointed two part audio CD teaching that will bring a powerful shift of momentum in your life, driving away any darkness, confusion, or low self-esteem. Empower the Holy Spirit in your life to demolish anything negative that has been spoken over you. Dispel demonic warfare and bad circumstances placed as an obstacle by the devil himself. Receive supernatural power to walk victoriously every day in your God-given destiny and purpose. James will pray a prayer of impartation over you for your eyes to be activated to see the unseen realm. These are the same prayers that he prayed over himself to activate the seer anointing. And what I began to see in the scriptures were these beautiful prayers of activation. And I prayed these every day, sometimes several times a day. Plus, you will receive this handy yet powerful laminated scripture card that contains the scriptures that James walks you through on his audio CD teaching to activate your seer anointing gift and help you walk in your destiny. I want to get into your hands this brand new book because the truth is anything James can do, you can do better. I heard him say that. 
a brand new book, an exclusive two-CD set, and the Activation Scripture card, you will take this wherever you go, and the more you say God's Word out loud, the more you'll believe it. Don't miss out on getting James Durham's powerful brand new book, Seeing the Unseen Realm, Destinies Revealed, and his anointed two-part audio CD teaching, Activating the Unseen Realm, plus his Activation Scripture card, exclusive for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9465. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9465 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Okay, we're here with James Durham. James, I'm just going to come out and say it. You believe that every Bible-believing Christian should be seeing in the Spirit. Absolutely. All right. What, talk about <laughs> it. What do you mean? Well, I, uh, I really love the Word of God, and I approach the Word of God by basically believing that every promise in the Bible is for me. And um, some of them that were spoken over other people, I claim them anyway. But there is one that is spoken directly over each and every one who's listening to this. And it came from the prophet Joel in the second chapter when God said, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. And people are going to prophesy. People are going to, to see visions. They're going to dream dreams. And it's for all flesh. So when we're doing meetings, very often I'll ask people, I want you to do a check. Uh, pinch your hand or your arm and tell me, do you have any flesh? If you have flesh, this is for you. <laughs> and we all have flesh. Yes. And that's the promise that God gave almost 2,500 years ago when he said, all flesh. And you, everyone, men, women, young, old, rich, poor, famous, not famous, it doesn't make any difference. God released this for all of us. And on the day of Pentecost, Peter said, this has been fulfilled today in your hearing. So almost 2,000 years ago, this promise was activated. And here we are all of these years later, and we're still not fully moving in the activation of the things promised and the things fulfilled. And I believe that we need to just go back and absolutely claim that for ourselves to say, I can prophesy. I can see visions. I can dream prophetic dreams. Again, putting yourself back in the word. Putting yourself back in the word yes. and begin to speak the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And the more we can speak these things out loud over ourselves. Some people don't like to do that. They'd rather read it in their mind. But the things they spoke against themselves, the things others spoke against them, were verbal. They were aloud. They heard them. And when you speak something out loud, you're using more than one sense. You're using your uh, vocal abilities, but you're also hearing it, your auditory abilities. And the Lord, the more senses that you use the more you activate things in your own spirit. And it's so powerful when you speak to speak what God says. Actually, the word confession in the New Testament is from the word homologio, and it literally means to say the same thing. Mm. To say the same what thing? To say what God says. Yes. And God's word never comes back void. When he spoke it, his power was in it, his authority was in it, and there's as much power and authority in it today as there, were, there was when it was first spoken. And so when you speak it, you're releasing that same power and authority. So it's so important to really go in and find these powerful things. And that's what we put on the card was some of those activation uh, prayers that are already written in the Word of God, have His anointing, have His authority. And I pray those things over myself over and over again. One of the things I like when I get to teach this is I get to talk about it, so I'm saying it again, and I can hear it again. When I release it to you, it releases more to me. <laughs> so the joy is, when you do what the Lord wants you to do, you're not only blessing others, but you also get blessed with the power and presence of God. You're giving yourself a double portion. <laughs> well, <laughs> Nothing wrong with yeah. that. <laughs> well, I think the Lord gives it to me, yeah. and all I have to do is believe in it and receive it by faith. Exactly. Now, what is the very first thing that you would encourage somebody to do to begin to see the unseen realm? 
The well, I, I think we, we've spoken some about that, and it, it really is to begin to claim those promises in the Bible. And one of them that uh, I like to take people to as a first step is in the first chapter of John when Nathaniel meets Jesus. And he's just absolutely amazed that Jesus gives him a prophetic word. And Jesus had seen him when he was praying in a hidden place. And there's no way he could have been seen by anyone but God. And he immediately decreed that Yeshua was the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus sort of said to him, you think that's great? Wait till you get all of this. <laughs> right. he, said, right. he said to him, you shall see heaven open, angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Now, I believe that that was placed there for me. It's a true story about Nathaniel. But it was written in the Bible for you and for me. But see, most people you don't look me. at it like that. No, I know they don't. And that's what we want to get people to change, is begin to see and believe. If God put it in the Word, it wasn't just to acknowledge that it happened. It doesn't need to be in the Word for that purpose. He puts it in the Bible so that you and I can put ourselves into that and receive that same promise. You know, I have to be honest with you, James. I've read that story of Nathaniel a thousand times like everybody else, and I've never thought about putting myself as being, let's say, Nathaniel or whatever in in that story uh, because it, it seemed too specific for Nathaniel. But you're saying put yourself there, and it's just as real as it was back then. Absolutely. And I think he spoke it specifically to Nathaniel, but it's put, placed in the Bible so it opened it up for you and me. Uh, that that is absolutely powerful, and and I I have to tell you, um, you're taking the easy way out of this for people. In other words, um, a lot of people, and I mean it in a good way, because a lot of people are like, "Hey, can you just lay hands on me so I can be a seer?" And I'm sure you've heard that a thousand times, to say the least. Tens of thousands of times. But you're saying, listen, if you want to be a seer, go to the Word. Go to the Word. And, and I think there's people that may be listening and be like, well, you know, go to the Word. Yeah, go to the Word and begin to proclaim the promises of God. Put yourself there, and you'll begin to uh, move in that seer realm. Is that what you're saying? I am saying that. And I think too much we've uh, made people dependent on a man or a woman. Absolutely. Uh, speaking it over them, laying hands on them, or somehow imparting it. When the reality is that God can impart it to us directly. The Holy Spirit can do that. And we're told in the Bible a day is coming, and this is the day when no man will need someone else to teach him because the Spirit of God will teach us these things. And so I, I ask people to impart to themselves. Right. And I think it's important right. to do. Lay hands on yourself and speak the impartation if, over yourself. In fact, in the CDs, you tell the people to do that. Put your hand on your eyes yes. and your ears. Yes. And so that's why it's so important that you get this CD set because he, he walks you through it. And now, James, you say that nothing you see in the Spirit is too small. What do you mean by that? Well, the Lord, uh, when he begins to activate your seer anointing, uh, you never know what he's going to show you. But everything he shows you is important. But some people get into a kind of a disappointment emotion. They begin to think, well, I should have seen more. Right. And uh, so they get discouraged because I only saw something, you know, some little something. And they're expecting maybe they're going to see uh, 10,000 angels or maybe they're going to see some mighty thing that God is doing. And when they, for, for example, uh, this has happened so many times. People will say, I only saw a color. And they're so disappointed. I said, what kind of color? <laughs> and they tell me, and I said, Wow. Do you know what that was? <laughs> and I then share some with them. And I'd say, you know, you can do that. You can go to the Holy Spirit. When God shows you a color, it's for a reason. It's for a purpose. And when he shows you that color, ask the Holy Spirit, what did that mean? And the Holy Spirit will tell you. Now, I like to quote the, the scriptures to the Holy Spirit. He doesn't seem to mind. And I will say to him, Jesus said that when you came as the spirit of truth, you would guide me into all truth. And I'm asking you right now, I'm placing a claim on that promise. I'm asking you right now to tell me the truth about the color the Lord just showed me. What does that mean? And how do I apply what I've just seen? And the Holy Spirit is so faithful and so good to answer a prayer, especially when it's something based on what Jesus has already released. 
James, based on what you just taught us, there are many people listening. I, I would imagine that most of them are prob- probably already seeing, and they I don't believe, even realize it. That's right. I, I had someone say to me once, uh, I've never had a third heaven visit. I want that so much, but I've never had a third heaven visit. But I have three times been dancing before Jesus while he sits on the throne. And I <laughs> smile and I say, Hello. Where, where do you think that throne is located? And exactly. the person said, wow, I have visited heaven three times. And so sometimes people limit what they're seeing and limit their kind of understanding of that so much by the what they speak over themselves. Right. And we just need to get free from that. Let go of all that stuff. In fact, you say uh, that you shouldn't have to beg God for something that he's already bestowed upon you. Right. What do you mean by that? I mean, uh, I see people all the time that uh, God has already said, you shall see. And it's all through the word of God. Jacob, in the book of Genesis, saw heaven open. He saw angels ascending and descending, and he saw the Lord standing in heaven. Exactly what was prophesied over Nathaniel. Nathaniel got... What Jacob got. Right, right. And it's been there, Old Testament, New Testament. And I, I find people, they just, they feel like I've got to ask and ask and ask and ask and ask. And they think it's kind of like if I do enough of this, somehow I become worthy of it. But it's not about whether you're worthy of it. It's that Jesus is worthy. Jesus is righteous. Jesus has accomplished it. And he wants to give you a gift. It's a free gift. Remember when he said once, freely you have received, freely give. So he gives freely, and then the calling upon us is to pass that on, to freely give that to someone else. And I just see people all the time begging and begging. I'm thinking, you you really need to stop that. You, You give your sincere prayer to the Lord. He's not deaf. He hears the prayer. And believe he's heard you and your answer's on the way. It's kind of like when Daniel prayed, but he didn't get an answer for a long time. And the angel came and said, God answered you as soon as you prayed. But it took me a little while to get here. Right. <laughs> I was in a battle. Well, God answers immediately, but we may not hear the answer right away for some reason. But it doesn't mean that we've got to keep begging. God is not trying to make all of us beggars. We are daughters and sons of the King of Kings. And we are uh, so much higher than people have told us that we are. And God doesn't want to make you into a beggar. Well, let me ask you this. Based on everything you're teaching us in this second segment, if you don't do what you taught us in the first segment, if you don't start there, it doesn't sound like you're going to be seeing very much or seeing accurately. Is that true? Because you're not filtering things through what God feels about you and thinks about you. Uh, you got to do first things first. Yes, you yeah. need to get all of that negative stuff broken off. And I believe that's another thing you can speak over yourself. You don't have to find some anointed teacher. You don't have to find someone or pay a lot of money or climb a great mountain (laughs) because God has already released these things, and all he's inviting us to do is to accept it by faith. And one of the ways we accept by faith is to speak it over ourselves. And you just need to speak and break off any word curse you've placed on yourself, any curse that's come upon you from other people, and just release yourself from that because the power of Jesus is behind it. And you tell people it's simple, though. Very simple. Just pray, Lord, open my eyes. Yes. That's it? I mean, is there I any more elaborate is. prayer than no, that? No, no. Because then it becomes a work of ours. Exactly. And not a work of the Lord. And you dip back into that unworthiness thing. Yes. You're trying to, yeah. God, I, I, I'm, I can do this. I, you know, I'm worthy. Yeah, that story of Elisha. When he prayed for his servant to have his eyes open. It was just that simple. Lord, exactly. open his eyes so he can see. And somebody said, well, I prayed that and nothing happened. What's the difference? And I said, well, there is one difference. Elisha believed with all of his heart that as soon as he prayed it, it would manifest. And what we've got to do is build that level of faith up in our own heart. One of the ways you do that is to speak it over and over and over again. Not because you're begging God to do it, but because you're building up your heart holy faith to the point of activation. And it may be that God will activate it the first time you say it. It may be that you need to speak it for a while because the problem is not with God, the problem is with us. And when you begin to activate that in your own heart, the faith builds until it's so strong 
that it's almost like there's no choice. It is going to manifest. Wow, uh, that makes total sense. I like that. Okay, James, you have a brand new book, Seeing the Unseen Realm, Destinies Revealed. In this wonderful book, you talk about how people can begin to not only know and walk in, but see their true identity and purpose in the kingdom of God. And and I know the Lord has given you many visions and revelations, and many of those are in this book, of how the Lord sees you when you fulfill your kingdom destiny and accomplish your purposes that God has for you. And again, you, James, you believe that every one of us should be dreaming prophetic dreams, seeing the visions of the Lord, seeing what God has planned for us, seeing ourselves the way God sees us, no more walking in self-condemnation and inadequacy, and on and on and on. That book is jam-packed with wonderful teaching. And then you did a CD set for us called Activating the Seer Realm. And everything that we just talked about in this segment, James teaches you how to activate it, how to release the seer realm in your own life, how to hear God, how to see the things of of, of the Spirit. And you're going to repeat things on the CD. and You're just going to be able to, to begin to walk in this. And he believes it's easy if you just grab it by faith. In addition, we have an activation scripture card where James has given his favorite scriptures on how you can walk in the seer gift and walk in your destiny. James, when we come back, if you could begin to uh, just briefly tell people how they can absolutely begin to know the will of God for their lives. We'll be right back. Did you know that there is an unseen heavenly realm that every believer in the Messiah is able to access? When you are able to see and hear what God has to share with you concerning His God-given destiny and purpose for your life, you will never be the same. Now James Durham wants to impart to you the seer anointing so you can access miracles, healing, supernatural provision, and the powerful gifts of the Holy Spirit. Call now and get James Durham's powerful brand new book, Seeing the Unseen Realm, Destinies Revealed, and his anointed two-part audio CD teaching, Activating the Unseen Realm, plus his Activation Scripture Card, exclusive for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9465. God wants you to break out of the images the world has placed on you. And some well-intentioned teachers who are actually in error are teaching us things that focus on our limitations and not on God's possibilities. God wants you to understand the possibilities He's created in you. Through James Durham's brand new book, you will learn how to access the unseen realm of heaven. Understand from God Himself your true identity and purpose in the kingdom. Receive an impartation to utilize the seer anointing and begin to dream prophetic dreams and see visions of the Lord. The book includes scriptures and prayers that you can declare and decree so you can activate the powerful teaching and begin to flow in the supernatural of God. Plus, you will receive James Durham's anointed two part audio CD teaching that will bring a powerful shift of momentum in your life, driving away any darkness, confusion, or low self-esteem. Empower the Holy Spirit in your life to demolish anything negative that has been spoken over you. Dispel demonic warfare and bad circumstances placed as an obstacle by the devil himself. Receive supernatural power to walk victoriously every day in your God-given destiny and purpose. James will pray a prayer of impartation over you for your eyes to be activated to to see the unseen realm. These are the same prayers that he prayed over himself to activate the seer anointing. And what I began to see in the scriptures were these beautiful prayers of activation. And I prayed these every day, sometimes several times a day. Plus, you will receive this handy yet powerful laminated scripture card that contains the scriptures that James walks you through on his audio CD teaching to activate your seer anointing gift and help you walk in your destiny. I want to get into your hands this brand new book because the truth is anything James can do, you can do better. I heard him say that. The brand new book, an exclusive two CD set, and the activation scripture card, you will take this wherever you go, and the more you say God's word out loud, the more you'll believe it. Don't miss out on getting James Durham's powerful brand new book, Seeing the Unseen Realm, Destinies Revealed, and his anointed two-part audio CD teaching, Activating the Unseen Realm, plus his activation scripture card, exclusive for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. 
$5. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9465. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9465 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Okay, we're back with James Durham. We are having a blast talking about seeing the unseen realm and and how we can know God's will for our lives and our identity in Him. And I just I love this kind of teaching because it's what everybody needs to hear. Now, James, before we get into how you teach that we can see and know God's plan and will for our lives, you actually had a, a really unique vision about this. What, what what did God show you? Well, it uh, started off, uh, sometimes when uh, the Lord lifts me up to heaven to teach me something, it's like instantaneous, but sometimes it's slow. And uh, on that one particular morning, it seemed like uh, I was moving really slowly. And as I looked up, I saw an open portal to heaven, but between where I was located and this opening, there were a lot of dark clouds, and they kept passing by, sometimes totally obscuring my vision of the open heaven. And uh, I was uh, feeling a sense of the Lord's uh, revealing that we're really living in a very dark time, that the level of deception now is so strong and a, a deception over the world that it's, people are so confused. I, I've just been feeling the presence of a spirit of confusion over the people. And I heard the Lord speak something. He says, comfort. Yes, comfort my people, says the Lord. And I felt like that the Lord is really calling us to release shalom or comfort over his people and uh, to help them get set free from this darkness. And gradually, slowly, I moved through those clouds. But I kept hearing, hearing him say over and over, comfort. Yes, comfort my people, says the Lord. And as I moved into the open heaven, I was suddenly in the presence of the Lord and I felt so much peace. And it was so clear. I was thinking to myself, if only people could be pulled through the darkness they're in now, the deception, the self-doubt, the struggles that they're having, to get beyond their circumstances and be lifted, lifted into the presence of God and let him just bathe them with his shalom and with his, his love. You know, I'm feeling that right now. I just feel like there's a flow of God's love going out to everyone listening right now that the Father just wants to almost bathe you or shower you in his love and his shalom. He wants to comfort you. Yes, comfort you, says the Lord. And as I was just, sometimes I was luxuriating <laughs> in the shalom glory of God and his love, I suddenly had an open vision. And I, I saw the Lord, and he was holding what looked to me at that time to be like an exercise ball. And I thought that was funny because he obviously was not exercising. And so I looked closer to see what it was he was actually holding. And suddenly I realized it was the planet Earth. And the Lord was holding that, uh, that ball, that globe, that Earth really close. And he was looking so intently down into that place. And I knew that he was, he was closely watching over some people. And... Uh, it struck me that there are probably a lot of people who don't want the Lord to watch them that closely. Some people that from time to time like to kind of slip back in the darkness and do some things they don't want the Lord to know about. And they don't really want to hear that the Lord is watching them. But the Lord turned to me and he said, tell them I'm watching over them for their good. I am not watching over them to harm them. And I heard the Lord say again, comfort. Yes, comfort my people, says the Lord. And I believe the Lord wants to just release that comfort into his people and that we can let go of all that self-doubt, all of that darkness, all of the hard times that we've been going through. We can step outside of our circumstances and have a personal encounter with a living God. And that's his heart for us. And I believe it will open up things for us. And suddenly it was like I uh, was given uh, telescopic vision and I could sort of zoom in to a certain part of that globe. And it wasn't like I was making a choice where to look, but it was as if the Lord was controlling my eyes. And I looked and I, I saw a woman who was holding the Lord's hand so tightly. And I could see 
the look on her face that she had just been lifted out of some terrible circumstances. She was lifted out from the circumstances that had caused so much pain and hardship in her life. And the Lord had taken hold of her hand and pulled her out and comforted her spirit. And I could just see her face transition in the, by holding the hand of the Lord, transition to such peace and ease. And then my eyes were focused on a different part. And I saw a group of people, they were just intently worshiping the Lord. And sometimes, you know, you're with people and the worship is a little bit in the flesh. Sorry about that. (laughs) But sometimes you see that. But this group, it was like their whole heart was in it. It was like they were worshiping in spirit and in truth, worshiping the Lord. And I just saw the Lord looking over them and blessing them so much. And I heard again, comfort. Yes, comfort my people, says the Lord. And I think sometimes we're called on to say to those people, you know, your worship is very pleasing to the Lord. And he's blessing you because your heart is so purely seeking to give him praise and glory and honor and majesty. And now he's returning something back to you. And I hear the Lord saying to us, comfort. Yes, comfort my people, says the Lord. And I really took from that that we've entered a season when God wants to lift us out of our circumstances, out of the everything that would hinder us, everything that would be so heavy on us. You know, he he announced that his calling was to take away that spirit of heaviness and replace it with a garment of praise and with joy. And I think in this season, the Lord wants to just pour out joy on his people You know, sorrow may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And what I like to say, it's always morning somewhere. That's right. (laughs) So even if it's in that night and there's sorrow and there's hardship, I'm looking, there's morning somewhere. And I'm going to take the joy right now. And and speaking of joy, it is a joy to the Father that we are walking in his plan and purpose. And I don't think we'll have time to go into this right now, but you teach how we can have eyes to see the plan. It's wonderful to see angels and these different heavenly encounters, and those are all wonderful. But we can have eyes to see God's plan uh, and purposes for our life. Now, James, uh, how can the people listening right now, because many are wondering, what is God's plan? What is God's will for my life? What is some of the very beginning principles that you love to teach uh, from from the from uh, you're a teacher, you're a pastor, you're a seer. Uh, from a seer's perspective, what are some of the very first things that the Lord has shown you that we need to do to just begin to make sure that we're walking in the plans and purposes mm-hmm. of God? Well, Ryan, I believe that everybody basically has a blind spot. Each and every one of us are somewhat blind to what's really happening in our own lives. Uh, Very often, people tend to see their performance as better than it is. (laughs) Or uh, maybe there's something that they kind of keep in the shadows. And I think there are things that we just don't see about ourselves. So one of the first things, I believe, is we need to get our eyes open, our ears open, our heart open, so the Lord can begin to shine some light into the darkness that's within us. We talked earlier about getting us out of the darkness that's around us, taking us out of our circumstances. And now we need to get our circumstances out of us. Oh, that's good. And we need to break free from these things that we've just focused on so much. And sometimes we speak about those things more than we speak about the goodness of God. Well, I think the Lord will shine a light of his glory right into the dark places in our hearts so that they're revealed to us for what they really are. They're gifts from the enemy, not gifts from God. And I don't want any of the enemy's gifts. Someone told me once that if we pray just the right way, the enemy will have to give us back double what he took. And I said, I don't want what he's got. (laughs) I want what the Lord's got. So he can keep the stuff that he has. I'm going to get my double portion back from the Lord. And I think the Lord will help us to break those things, break free from those things, get those things out of us. We need to get out every root of bitterness if there's any oh, unforgiveness good. in us, it's, it's like uh, drinking poison when you hold unforgiveness in your heart. And it just, it's a um, self-defeating 
kind of thing. Forgive people for for them, their benefit, but more than that, forgive people for your benefit. Right. Get that stuff out of you. Because that could be hindering us walking in God's plan. It, and hinder yeah. us seeing it. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yes. Uh, and uh, I believe that we need to get every bit of strife out of our lives. You know, uh, offense will just take away all of your gifts. It just opens a door for the enemy to come in and manipulate us if we walk in offense. Let everything be gone. I like to say, you know, I died with Christ. I'm a dead man. You can't offend me. Right, right. <laughs> I wish more give people, it a shot. <laughs> yeah, I wish more people felt that way. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, and I think the first thing is we gotta, we got to let the Lord show us what we need to be set free from. That's good. And there you go back to the seer thing. Yes. And, and do you feel that sometimes we just literally have to go to God and say, Lord, I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know, but I know there's some stuff in me that doesn't please you. Give me eyes to see those things that need to change, and will he do that? Oh, absolutely. Okay. And I think, uh, you know, find some scriptures that back that up. But what the one that I use so often, I mentioned it earlier, for this very purpose I use it. I say, uh, Holy Spirit, Jesus said that you would come as a spirit of truth and you would guide me into all truth. And I'm asking you to give me all the truth I can handle right, <laughs> right now. Right. Because I don't think he's going to blast you so hard with right. any imperfection in you that it crushes your spirit. God does not want to crush your spirit. He wants to heal it, strengthen it, and build it up. So that's what I pray. I don't want to pray a prayer that's going to overwhelm me. But reveal all the truth to me about me that I can handle right now. And he's good to do that. Now, you've got to be willing to be admonished. Right. And right. I pray for admonishment. I don't want to get away from the Lord. I don't want to be separated from the Lord. That's good. And if I get off the path with the Lord, I want to know right now wow. so that I can get back on the path. Wow. And so I ask the Lord, if I step off the path, I want you to hit me with it right now. <laughs> and the Lord will begin to reveal things. But he, you can trust him. He will not give you more than you can handle. Right, which is what the Word says in... Okay, let, let's say there's uh, people that are listening, they're, they're thinking, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go to God, and there's stuff I, I already know, and there's stuff I know that the Lord is going to show me. And I'm going to begin to take care of that, and I'm going to mean business, and I'm going to repent. Give us maybe the next step right in that area there that you feel is, is of, of great importance to uh, begin to live out our destiny. Well, I believe that after you deal with the dark places and you get your circumstances out of you, that now you're really ready for the Lord to show you what you would look like when you are really in his purpose, wow. when you're really living up to your destiny. That's good. Because that's the reason the Lord told me to write the book and to share that vision that I didn't want to share <laughs> was so that people would be liberated, encouraged, even empowered to have their own experience like that with Jesus. Now, you may not see yourself under a cloak of humility or wearing armor because that's what he showed me. Don't try to experience what I experienced. That's good. Let the Lord teach you what he wants to show you. And when you get it, uh, thank him for it, and then begin to ask the Holy Spirit, what can I do? to make this really begin to manifest in my life? What would you like for me to do so that I can move to a higher level in this and to realize that it's not about all that you accomplish. It's always about what Jesus has already done. All of this has already been done for us. We just need to appropriate it by faith. I tell you, this is great teaching. Let me ask you, before you pray for the people that are listening, let me ask you one question that I've heard many people ask through the years. Um, those who say, uh, is it too late for me? Now, they could be saying that because they've had failures in their life and, uh, or because they got to a certain age where they knew they were supposed to do ABC back here and they did not do that. Uh, what about those who say, you know what, I, I, I feel it's too late for me to begin to move in the destiny that God has for me? What would you say to them? I always say it's never too late. And there's so many beautiful examples in the Bible. Moses messed up when he was about 40 years old and wound up killing someone, and he had to flee. And he lived as a shepherd in the wilderness for 40 years. And at age 80, 
God released this amazing destiny, a world-changing destiny was released into Moses at the age of 80. Caleb was 85 years old when they were going in the promised land and everyone was still afraid of those giants. And here's this 85-year-old man said, give me the mountain where the giants <laughs> are and I'm as strong today as I was then. Right. I'll go in and take care of them. And the Bible says they fled from an 85-year-old man. Wow. When God's anointing is on you, it doesn't make any difference how old you are or you can be too young, you think, like Jeremiah. Right. It's not about how young you are or how old you are. It's not about your past or what you failed to do. It's about opening up right now and let the Lord begin to lift you into the place of your anointing, begin to lift you up to your destiny and to see your purpose. And the Lord will help you with that. And the Lord was telling me that he's releasing spiritual gifts to us and he's uh, uh, releasing spiritual fruit in us and through us, and we can begin to know that these things are really we're in the God's will is when these things begin to manifest in our lives. When you begin to see the spiritual fruit manifesting in your life, you know that God is doing that through you and you're moving toward your destiny. When God releases more and more spiritual gifts to you or increases the ones you already have so that they affect more people then you know that you're in the will of God. So he can tell you directly. He can show you. The Holy Spirit can teach you. You can see it in your spiritual gifts. You can see it in the spiritual fruit that's manifesting in your life. God has multiple ways of showing us, and he wants to encourage us with all of those ways, and they're available to you. And if you ask the Holy Spirit, he will reveal them to you. That's what I believe. So not only does he show us his will, he confirms it along the way yes. is what you're saying. I, that's incredible. James, will you pray for those listening, whatever is on your heart to pray for? Mm -hmm. Father God, I, uh, I feel the struggle that some of the people listening to this are feeling right now. And Lord, I just ask that you would set them free from any self-doubt, any self-condemnation, from many things that have been spoken over them that have limited their abilities to move with your presence and your glory, and that you would cancel out as they ask you anything they've spoken over themselves, and Lord, that you would just let the fire of your glory come and burn out every hindrance in those listening to you now. And then, Lord, I'm asking, open their eyes so they can see. And I'm asking now, Open their ears so they can hear. I'm asking now, open their heart so they can perceive the things in the unseen realm. And Lord, I'm asking you to release impartation and anointing to your people to move into the place you've called them to be. Lord, make it clear. Equip them, Lord. I just feel right now, Lord, that some people are saying, I can't do this because of my health. And I hear the Lord say, I am the God who heals you. And I feel like there's such a healing anointing right now that God is ready to heal you of anything that has held you back from accomplishing your purpose in the kingdom. And I, I think right now, just uh, open up your hands, lift your hands up and ask the Lord to impart that healing to you that he's releasing right now. If there's anything that would hinder you from walking in the anointing that you have, the healing is available for you. By his stripes, you are healed. I just felt a powerful presence of the Lord's anointing that everything that Jesus bought and paid for on the cross is available to you right now. Just open your heart and by faith, receive it all and let the glory of the Lord lift you up, and carry you to the fullness of your destiny. In the mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach, amen and amen. Amen. Okay, James's brand new book, Seeing the Unseen Realm, Destinies Revealed. I'm telling you, again, in this book, uh, he explains how Jesus wants to open your spiritual ears to hear what uh, Jesus is saying about you and to you right now and opening up your heart to perceive what truths are being said about you and giving you eyes to see what Jesus is seeing about you, about your life, about your past, present, and future. He lays it out in this book. 
And also, like we talked about here a moment ago, he also teaches you how you can really begin to understand the confirmations of the Lord that you're walking in the will of the Lord. Not only do we have the book for you, but the two CD set, Activating the Seer Realm. And in that CD set, James will lead you through supernatural prayers and prophetic scriptures that you, you know, sort of literally repeat, which begin to shift momentum in your life, driving away all that darkness and that complacency and negativity that's been spoken over your life and uh, activating the, the ability to see what God is has for you and to hear what God is saying. And we also have a special card for you that contains the scriptures that James uses himself so that you can activate your own seer gift and walk in your destiny. You've been listening to Messianic Vision with our special guest, James Durham. And now here's Sid to tell you how you can get these incredible ministry materials. James Durham wants to activate you to know God's purpose and destiny for your life. In his brand new book, Seeing the Unseen Realm, Destinies Revealed, and his exclusive CD set, Activating the Seer Realm. And also included is an activation scripture card to release your own seer gift. Call now for James' brand new book, Seeing the Unseen Realm, Destinies Revealed, and his exclusive CD set, Activating the Seer Realm, as well as your activation scripture card for an investment of $35 U.S. Call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's sidroth.org. James' brand new book, Seeing the Unseen Realm, Destinies Revealed, and his exclusive CD set, Activating the Seer Realm, as well as your activation scripture card. Offer number 9465 for an investment of 35 U.S. dollars. Be sure to ask for offer number 9465. Once again, the offer number is 9465. 